Prayers for your day. This is Danita, and today is Thursday, May 13th, 2021. As always, we give thanks to God. I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, all the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected to you. I hope you are enjoying reading and praying about Paul and just the things that Paul went through while he was Saul, how how Saul became Paul, but then praying the word of God. I know we don't live in the biblical times. I, I understand that. And there are principles that we can always extract from the text. One of the things that we know about God is that God still speaks. God still speaks. God still arrests people in their tracks. And what do I mean by that? You know, when people sometimes are out and they are on their way to do something that is that is wrong, to do something that is outside of the will of God, we serve an almighty God that when we pray, he hears and he answers prayer. And God has the ability, he has the power, and he has the authority to arrest those individuals in their tracks. If you ever, uh, you know, have uh, listened to different passages in the Bible, read the Bible, you can see that there were many things that happened suddenly. You know, there were many things that happened suddenly. God healed suddenly. God delivered suddenly. God made those who were blind made to see suddenly. Our God is still a suddenly God. He can turn hearts suddenly. He can stop people in their tracks suddenly. God can restore marriages suddenly. God can bring prodigal children home suddenly. Those who have have been in hospice, God can still heal them suddenly. Our God has the final say. And when we recognize that our God has the final say and we recognize that he is sovereign, meaning he works all things out, even the bad things, even the ugly things, even the nasty things. He works all things out for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If you know that you love God, if you know that you love God, if you love God more than that man and or that woman, if you love God more than that job or that promotion, if you love God more than that money or that title, all those who love him and are called according to his purpose, his purpose to pray, his purpose to intercede, his purpose of being a giver, his purpose of, you know, living a lifestyle that gives him glory, his purpose of walking out literally walking out the scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. If you do that, then you know that all things work out for your good. If you live a lifestyle of repentance, you know that all things work out for the good. If you call on his name when you're up, when you're down, when you don't know which way to go, you know that all things work out for the good if you acknowledge God in all of your ways and you trust in him with all of your heart, you know that all things work out for the good. If every day you gird up your loins and you put on the belt place of righteousness, 
darkness. You know that all th the sword of the spirit, you know that all things work out for the good. It's not about, you know, what it looks like. It's about what you know. It doesn't look like winter is coming right now, right? I mean, we're in spring. Summer's not here. But if somebody said winter is coming, I would say it doesn't look like winter is coming. But the truth of the matter is winter is coming. Winter will happen in the state of Indiana, in the city of Indianapolis. Winter is coming right now. It does not look like it. So it's not about what it looks like at the moment. It's about what you know is coming. Because of the one who declared the end from the beginning. God already knows your end. He already knows how it's going to turn out for you and your family. He's the one that pays attention to everything about you. We can fool people, but we can't fool God. We can't fool God. God is, he, he, he is about our heart. He's about our heart. He knows where we are, why we're there, what we're struggling with. And I declare and decree that we are delivered. We are yet being delivered. And one of the things that I love about God is that after he delivers you from one thing, guess what? He's not done with you yet. Deliverance is also a process. How? Because we're ne we'll never be perfect. <laughs> we'll never get it all right. We'll never always say the right things or do the right things. We'll make mistakes. But thanks be unto God that he does not give up on us. Thanks be unto God that he is our deliverer. And, oh, what a mighty, mighty God we serve. With that being said, I'm going to pray this morning. Um, and I'm not going to read it this morning, but I'm going to pray it. So I'm going to ask you to go to Acts 22, 17 through 21. And the question that I'm going to raise to you today, well, it's not really even a question, is sometimes you have to get away from the people who used to know you because they will never, ever see the new you. For, for you know, it's one thing, and I'm just going to talk for a minute, it's one thing to know that you've been changed and for people to see a change in you, but it's another thing when people want to keep you bound to the old you. And if you haven't changed for the better, then that's an issue. But if you've changed for the better, there will always want to be people that want to bring up your past. There will always want to be people that will want to keep you bound. And you see a little bit of this in Acts 22, 17 through 21, when in 19, Paul says, Lord, I replied, these people know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then the Lord said to me, go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. It was going to be hard for Paul to witness the people 
who saw him differently. And sometimes what I've come to learn, it's not that uh it's not that you you want to necessarily um not deal with the past, but some people will only remember um only remember the bad. Before that, you know, the Lord said, quick, this is what he was saying to Paul, leave Jerusalem immediately because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. Sometimes, you know, and the Bible says that sometimes you just have to shake the dust off of your feet. Sometimes people will not be able to receive the new you. And as hurtful as it is, it really is more their issue than it is yours. Well, Danita, what do you mean by that? What do, what do I mean by that? Is see, everybody wants to be able to say, God changed me. <laughs> everybody wants to be able to say, God did a new work in me, and now I'm no longer this way. Now I'm no longer as argumentative as I used to be. Now I'm no longer nasty like I used to be. Now I'm no longer, you know, lying or stealing like I used to. Now I'm no longer, you know, an unsafe person. See, everybody wants to say, now I'm no longer, you know, um, I'm no longer involved in sexual immorality. And, you know, that's a lot of different things. I don't have to name them all. Um, you know, now I'm no longer this or that. Everybody wants to be able to say at some point in their life, God touched me and he changed me, right? But what I've learned about people is that they want to be able to say it about themselves or about somebody else that's close to them, right? You hear people say, oh, you know, my daughter used to be this way, or my son used to be this way, or my parents used to be this way, or my boss used to be this way, but now they've changed, this happened. Everybody wants to be able to give credit to that change or to honor that change, except when it comes to certain people. It amazes me how we will look at certain people and, and acknowledge the change in them and be excited about the change in them, but some people we will not accept their testimony about what God has done for them in their lives. But we will hold them accountable to how they were before. And I always marvel at that because I always want to ask, and what would you do if God held you accountable? We really got to think about that. When we judge people and when we get upset about people about what they did or what they used to do and da 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 da, da and all of this, but when it's us, we make a lot of excuses for our bad behavior or we justify our bad behavior. But then when God changes us, we celebrate that change and we talk about how we've been changed. And in Christ, there is no condemnation. And when I say that, I really mean that. And I can tell you honestly, I, I have learned uh, and I am learning not to condemn people because I don't want to be condemned. And I know in Christ there is no condemnation. So if Christ has forgiven me and Christ has changed me, then I look for that change in other people. I'm excited about that change in other people. But sometimes God will send you far away to other people who can truly accept 
the new you. That doesn't mean that you don't have a testimony about how you used to be. But what I learned about God, he only does that when he recognized that they can't, that they, they will not accept you. See, I know that there are some people that have purpose in their heart not to accept the, the new me, the new me that's been the new me for years. I know that there are some people that have purpose in their heart not to accept the new me. And as, as hurtful as it is, and as hurtful as it has been, I have understand that I have to shake the dust off my feet, and I have to keep going. Why? Because God is doing a new thing in us. He's doing a new thing, and you have to and you have to recognize that God is even doing a new thing in you. So don't hang your head low because you can't hang with so-and-so anymore, because you can't be with so-and-so anymore, because they don't want to have anything to do with the new you. That's okay. That's okay. But just know that God is doing a new thing. Be grateful for it. And then sometimes you have to realize that that's their loss. You know, I told somebody um, that I was doing some work for, um, and they were kind of getting nervous if I was going to, you know, be able to finish the project or whatever, uh, just because of just being, you know, just got a lot of things going on. And I, and I told this individual, when I say I got you, I got you. See, I'm, I'm that girl. I'm that woman, and we all need to be that person that when we say, hey, I'm committed to this, then we are committed to it until the end. But when there is a release and God says, quick, leave, because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. We have to accept it, we have to embrace it, and we have to trust God. Doesn't mean that it'll be like that way forever in your life, but it may be that way for now. And we know that Paul was basically the preacher to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles. So I, I was going to pray this morning. I even said I was going to pray, but I ended up talking because that really resonated with me. God said, quick, leave, because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. And when you really change, it is a testimony about how God did it. Because most of us don't change because we want to. We usually change because we have to. Because if sin was a bad thing, right, <laughs> then we wouldn't enjoy it so much. But we know that sin always leads to suffering and destruction. I heard this preacher say this once, and I'm going to say it. He can say it. He said, not all suffering is a result of sin, but all sin leads to suffering. I'm going to say that again. Not all suffering is a result of sin, but all sin leads to suffering. So sin is fun, but for a moment, but for a moment, but eventually, and it could be years of fun, <laughs> you know, it could be years of fun. It could be years of lying. It could be years of deceit. It could be years of sexual morality, whatever it is. God's word is truth. If he said don't do it, he said don't do it for a reason, for a purpose. 
So I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. I'm also talking to myself when I get to going. I'm also ministering to me. want you all to know that I love you. Have a blessed day. Um, go back and read Acts 22. Just keep listening to it over and over again. Keep reading it over and over again. God will give you revelation knowledge. When you meditate on his word, it's not just reading his word. He said meditate on his word day and night. The more you meditate on it, the more you talk about it, God binds that word to your heart, and he brings it back to your remembrance. Love you all. Be blessed. Have an awesome day. Talk to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.